0: All right, friends. Here's the deal. I am going to talk through a few things, but part one is me. I'm just going to do some high level contemplation, uh, verbal contemplation, verbal articulation. Uh, this is, you know, just this is rough, rough draft. This is the whole thing as a rough draft me trying to explain what our roles are by articulating some of the schema, the, the, the broad strokes of, of our systems interacting with the broader UFC world. How I'm going to do that is by defining first and foremost two things. One, the show. Two, the broadcast we're going to talk about the difference between those two things and how we interact with both of them but how they are indeed two separate products being made by by the ufc that we have our hands in some particular pieces um okay i'm gonna going to do a little bit of an experiment because I know myself well enough to know that I am a I'm a I'm a walk and talker. Um Aaron Sorkin broke me and so I am going to articulate this best I can as I wander my apartment and think out loud. So this is not intended as a succinct or most efficient path to understanding it is very much a getting the notions out of my head so that perhaps one day they will actually end up in notion ha 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 that was a joke that'll be the last one no it won't no it won't it will not be the last one all right i'm switching microphones now to my wandering microphone here we go all right so uh, phase one. Let's talk about just the notion of the show. What is the show? When we're talking about UFC, what do I mean when I say the show? Because it would stand a certain reason that uh, the 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 television show, like what you're watching on ESPN Plus or on a pay per view, could very reasonably be thought of as the show. But that is actually not how I personally conceive of it. Um, That'll be, that that I refer to as the broadcast, and there's a reason for that. Anything goes through the airwaves out into the world, and this is true whether it's at the Apex or in Miami or Abu Dhabi, there is a live in-person show taking place might seem like an obvious thing, but like I've, is a distinction there. So let's talk about that. What is the show? The show for UFC is everything that happens in the arena, in the field of play, in the area where the live audience is consuming. Most of that is fights. It's the actual walking into the octagon however many rounds of fight take place, the interview or the wrap up out of the octagon, and then some amount of filler in between, maybe on some jumbotrons, maybe some some music from the DJ, and then the next walkout starts. The show is first and foremost touched by us at the floor ops position. That That is really truly where the um the elements that are show focused uh, get managed that that means like the the judges uh, judges iPads the replay system all that stuff I would put into the the broader definition of the show um, because while the broadcast features elements of it that is that is not who we answer to with those those elements like there's there's someone physically present who's who's trying to do a thing trying to trying to judge the show trying to judge the fights trying to hit replay on a bad hit trying to um, uh, trying to stage manage the uh, the commentators these are all things happening local independent of what's being beamed out by the broadcast truck. They need to happen off of the cues from, I guess show show would also include our LEDs position. So the, we've got the front of house position with the led operator, the floor ops position ringside. Those are both in my mind, primarily show based. Yes. Yes both of them do play a role in the broadcast but I would argue that that is essentially the broadcast capturing the role that we are participating in for the show here's why that's important when something goes wrong or something is uh, is is timing wise inconsistent or or there's a there's an issue it's more likely that someone in the in the arena with us is going to notice than the broadcast that's 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 the big piece is that the the show elements are noticed by the live audience the people who are getting the entertainment who paid for tickets who are getting the entertainment product in their faces and while, you know, we're not running everything that goes out of the Jumbotron and the front of house producer barely even remembers that we exist, everything we do should be, in my mind, thought of first as for the people who are present. Um, caveat to that is, mm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> So while the broadcast will have a variety of elements that are unrelated to us that do not play in the arena. If you've if you've watched the show, if you if you watched UFC on television, you've seen you've seen that there's a variety of elements like the, you know, the packages that are produced and obviously commercials or or um, anything that's that's like when they cut to the views of the, you know, the scenics of whatever town you're in those are broadcast elements. We in the arena don't see most of them. We'll see the combo features for each fight most of the time. And we'll usually catch like a couple of the big promotional pieces, but there is a certain amount of autonomy between what's happening in the arena during a live event and the broadcast of that live event. So when I say the show, I'm talking about all those arena elements, and the truth is that while the broadcast has say over maybe like when we when we particularly start something or uh, when when a uh, you know if we are holding for for some element or this that or the other, the show kind of still operates on its own timing, and sometimes that means is because. Broadcast is is behind or ahead or, or whatever the timing is off. So maybe we we do a walkout while they're in a commercial or we do a uh, a, a Couple minutes of fill uh, between the between the uh, the end of a fight and the beginning of the next one that There's even elements that are exclusive to the in arena audience uh, Most of which we don't interact with one element that we ourselves are responsible for called the manscaped activation. There's likely to be more of those throughout as the sponsorships uh, continue to to build up. But, but these manscaped activation is something we try to f- fire. It's a 90, we try to run it for like 60 to 90 seconds, 60 to 90 seconds. So we can, you know, it's got a promo code and whatever and is intended for the in-person audience. Just like the front of house guys also have a run of sponsored content that they'll play on the Jumbotrons in the arena that doesn't, you know, it's like if, uh, if that Adam Driver uh, dinosaur movie gets, uh, gets promoted on the Jumbotron, that's not also going out at the same, at the same time to the, the broadcast. That's just a live show element. Um, And ultimately the things that both the front of house and uh, the front of house LEDs and floor ops positions are tied to is the show. And the, the unifying piece for both are the fights. Thinking about the fights as a show element instead of a broadcast element Helps me to wrap my head around the uh, the the kind of the flow of things. So the the cadence of blue corner walks, red corner walks, tail of the tape, introduction, round one, round two, round three, decision or finish, uh, interview, exit. Those are all elements that the show and the broadcast typically participate in in sync. So, you know, the, the broadcast has its cadences for what graphics go in where, what cameras they're cutting to when, how much they're getting the mix from the walkout music in the, in the arena, in the space and mixing in the commentators talking about the people and and you know showing the emotion of getting ready for the fight and like checking those elements those are all things that the broadcast pretty typically captures in real time as the show also has them going for the people in the audience there's never a delay with that there's you know they're not like replaying those elements if they miss them it is very much like irl this is on whatever and ultimately the broadcast someone a producer in the broadcast truck says stardom to the stage manager to signal the referee to actually start the fights so the broadcast large and in charge don't get me wrong but the exact timing of when we start the blue walks, when we transition to the red walks, if it's a elevated walk where it's a you know a main event or a co-main event and we have additional elements, all of those things are tied to not the broadcast, but the show. There's timing that is, is mostly, you wanna line up with the music cues, the other LED, Elements within the arena, so like the ribbons, usually that are are ultimately going to be running a version of the exact same graphic that we have on the LEDs. Um, those are all those are all show elements that we're trying to be in sync with. That's why we. That's why we're at front of house and not punching buttons from next to the graphics operator in the truck is because we need to be in sync with the show elements of. Uh, up from uh, like the lighting cues, music cues, LED cues are all show elements that we are participating in. Now, once we are in sync with the broadcast, which is usually during the whole of the walkouts, but like I said, sometimes walkouts happen during a commercial and then they join a little bit later, that's when, as part of the show, you're still ultimately paying most attention to the broadcast. What I mean by that is the the best example I can think of is during the tail of the tape or during a round uh b- before the start of a round when the jitta the uh you know the the camera that's on the upside down jib suspended from the ceiling and does the big swings and the big elements uh when that has its like aerial shot um showing the entire octagon that is an element where when you're firing it you're thinking about what it looks like on tv on the cameras rather than what it looks like for the audience but why i why i still believe in my heart of hearts that we are participating in the show not the broadcast is while those elements yes are focused on the broadcast Ultimately, everything you're doing, whether the camera can see it or not, is something that the in, in arena audience can see. Ultimately, a lot of the fuck ups, like let's say let's say a LED uh, pods cable gets disconnected. Uh, this is a worst case scenario, but let's say let's say an element gets disconnected, and um, and like the pods go dark. This has happened. This happened in Kansas city most recently, if I can remember correctly, one of the led, one of the primary pods computer just crashed. It didn't, it just decided it was tired and and went to sleep. So the show, the show sees that immediately people in the audience, people in the ringside, uh, the octagon guys, those are the ones who notice when the pods go black the broadcast that's not like no one's immediately jumping on a headset and going like hey what's what's the deal with pods like they they first of all, they don't call them pods. they call it the they'll call it the the camera platforms or or the the clock or something, but they won't call it what we call it, which is the pods and they they would they would notice eventually, but those are elements that like when before we had the decking. Broadcast literally didn't know we existed like it's I mean they I shouldn't say literally they they knew we existed but they felt other than like maybe occasionally getting a close-up of the show default or whatever the fight was like on camera very briefly as part of like a Jitta move they would almost never have us prominently featured in a shot that we'd be in the background during fights with the clock on it but like there's also a clock on broadcast there's that's that's another thing we touch is the is the is the broadcast bug which has the the names the trunks and the timing as well as live stats throughout the fight uh and that's a different position that is a position nestled deep within the broadcast but the show the show must go on what can i say um the show is the show is a little bit more rooted in the dynamics of a live event than it is the television show, the television broadcast. Um, So like, what does that, what does that mean for your decision-making? Well, first and foremost, everything, everything needs to kind of be up and going and set, which is, is not a, not a big surprise, but it it does, it does make a difference when you, uh, when you're, when you're tuned in to, what's happening around you in the arena first and foremost, as opposed to quote unquote getting caught watching T V. Like that's the that's the fear is that you're you're so focused on what you're seeing on the camera that you're not looking using the physical space of where you are. Now granted in the apex, front of house position isn't even connected to the the in the infield place and that's that's you have to watch you, that's why we've got the qc camera to double check that the pods are working and you've just got you you've just kind of got to uh tune in and pay attention but anytime you're in an arena on a on a show domestic international doesn't matter the the show elements the the cadence of Uh, that was my bad effort at the beginning of the combo feature music, um, which is is usually my audio trigger for oh we're uh, we're going into Ghost for a regular event or Full Black for a main event, um, and then uh, you're you're listening to the front of house producer as they're counting in to lights coming up graphics changing on the led ribbons. We change in, in time trying to stay in sequence. I hit all this because like if you're watching on TV, none of those elements matter. Those walking, those walking out elements. Timing is like tertiary thought they're focused. They're they're literally every camera that's getting any kind of attention at that point is like far away from the LEDs far away from the front of house or uh, floor ops positions. But for the people in the arena, that timing makes a difference. So if you prioritize the television broadcast in your head, you're gonna miss a good percentage of what the what the actual elements are you're trying to hit, which is timing transitions and and whatnot with the lighting music and LED arena LED cues. Get said by the front of house producer and sometimes aren't even said by the front of house producer. You just have to tune in to what's happening in the arena to know the cadence of those moments. So you're listening, you're watching. Yes, maybe you've got the broadcast on one quarter of your quad and eventually that broadcast will be your primary focus. But during the walkouts, you are part of the show. You are part of what's happening for the people in the arena, what's happening for the person walking out, what's happening for those. And, and so you, you wanna keep consistent with those elements and think of yourself as live, not because you're on camera, but live because you've got an arena full of people's eyeballs who, while you might not be their central focus, unlike a TV broadcast, you can't narrow their focus so much that they won't notice if you if you hit the wrong button or do something incorrectly now none of those people are going to the audience in in the arena does not have a headset they're not going to get on and talk to you about what the fuck happened that's only for broadcast so you you know I've, there's some there's some lessening of pressure when you think about it in those terms but it is it is first and foremost your job to stay in sync with the the elements that are part of the live show floor ops what does floor ops mean from a live show perspective mostly floor ops is someone sitting on the sidelines basically holding the technical version of a fire extinguisher if everything has been set up and tested correctly and by everything i mean obviously all of the led wiring and connectivity but also Excuse me. Also, everything score sheet related, everything replay related, everything front of house, uh, or, excuse me, stage manager iPad related, all those things are hopefully, in a perfect world, set up set up the day before, and in a not so perfect world, set up at least hours before anybody needs to rely on them. Um, now that does include for score sheet articulating how and what the the system is for the commissioner and the judges Um, and and while while the goal is for you to essentially only have to do the clicking of opening rounds make sure the judges are inputting scores confirm that the commissioner's scores are correct when they send the score sheet to you and then you can send the email that is the that is the job. Your cadence is sit there and wait for shit to to happen until the last two seconds of every finished round of fighting. When, then when you open the round, you make sure all three scores are going in. When however many rounds happen are finished, the commissioner confirms those scores, hits the done and next button. Hopefully by the time they are reading the winner's name, in the octagon, you have received the uh, the score sheet on your admin machine, and you can confirm it. See that the scores and the more importantly the result that is written in lines up with reality. So, if it's a round two rear naked choke at two minutes forty seven seconds and a round number two, then you see uh, fighter name. Rear naked choke round two time 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 uh, or fighter name uh, wins 30 you know w- wins by unanimous decision or split decision blah 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 blah. those are all show elements though it may not feel like it because it's it's not even something that the audience is necessarily participating in. Why are those show elements? because if something goes wrong, if commissioner needs more time if any of those elements uh like break down the broadcast can just run to a package or run run somewhere else they won't necessarily do that right away they'll kind of hold but the the show must go on of it all is what's happening in real time in front of you you can't be thinking about what's happening on tv you can't be thinking about Uh, who most likely the people who are going to be getting in your ear about those things. Your, your goal is to continue the show, continue what's happening. If we're, if we're stuck on the, like before, between the decision, that means that we can't bring out the next fight. It means that the timing of everything gets a little bit wonky and the broadcast can solve for that the show really really does need to kind of keep some sort of pace obviously people are not going to walk out but they're they just because there's like a lull but there there is some value in remembering that you are helping the in arena audience have the best possible time that crowd despite their their many flaws and their stupid things that they yell and generally like the unavoidability of at least one fight breaking out in the crowd at every single event, those are the people you're doing all of this stuff for. Now, score sheet is for more than just them. A score sheet is so that the the UFC org can uh, and everybody that they deem fit can receive those those scores as soon as the fight has ended, and that's not a this may not particularly feel like a show element because it's like offsite and, and all, all this, that, and the other. But I would contend that while UFC as a broadcast product exists and is a major piece of the, the puzzle and certainly how most people experience UFC on a week by week basis for us, to think about the fights themselves as part of a live in-person promotion happening there on the day—that is a show element. That is a live, real-time element that you are participating in, not uh, not to be confused with the broadcast elements um, that that are are more focused on getting getting thing having things look smoothly on camera. You can't always have that same level of smoothness in the live show. So it's a little bit more about about uh trying to smooth as much as you can and staying tuned into what's happening in that space. Because if you focus on what what could be a problem or what could be a slowdown if you if you keep your eyes peeled for judges who are having issues for stage manager who's having trouble for officials who are trying to get the replay to work those are the elements that you're paying the most attention to you're also you know if you're floor ops you should know when the show is going through a lull because that's the time when you can get up it's a long it's a long night it's like you need to find time to get to the bathroom or get to a get to a snack or get whatever like you you don't want to be tied into your chair the whole time so you need to know what moments that you are in fact like most critically necessary and those moments are all tied to show elements what's happening irl in the space and that includes the fights like the fights are the fights are live the fights are real the fights are happening the broadcast is just a like a documentation of the show that is being produced. It is not the show. The show is live, happening now in beautiful Sarasota, Florida, or wherever you are. It's probably not Sarasota, but, you know, one can dream. Um, Why does this matter? Well, it matters because the broadcast is its own animal. The broadcast is separated out. You're literally off- location ever so slightly you are usually sitting in a truck if it's international you might even be sitting in a uh uh, like a weird hallway like that's where they stick like uh, under the under the bleachers kind of uh backstage space where that's where they've stuck us for like brazil and and abu dhabi shows in the past um and the the broadcast elements are largely managed by UFC producers, uh, calling calling the show f- with a bunch of uh, what are known as Concom contractors, who are working all the various broadcast positions. So, like the the camera the camera folks, the graphics team, Lance and Caprice and Derek and uh, Beans and whoever, the TD. Uh, mostly Brad, uh, the directors, A.G., J.J., those are all people who are involved in the broadcast. And they think that's the whole world, which is fine, because for them, it pretty much is the whole world. They don't really, until something goes wrong in the show, they don't really have to think about the live, in-person event that's happening, but we live in this weird space where we are not Concom contractors. We are not tied to the broadcast. We are showing up early, uh, usually. Usually, I mean, if we if if we're attaching anything to the truss or when we set up stuff around the Octagon, those are the people who are we're working with are. Some of those people are tied to ConCom and the broadcast setup, but that is just one part. Jason Repenhagen. gray ponytail. His job is to load in all of the show elements. He's making sure that the truss gets set up, rigged with lights, and flown into the sky. He's making sure that the octagon is set up underneath the truss correctly and everything is is set up around it including like power data all of those elements that happen in the arena are are controlled not by the broadcast but by someone who's who's more focused on are the lights sparking at the right time are the is the music playing at the right volume all these things that are arena specific when you have problems that are related to one of those elements, it is helpful to know that a show, a broadcast producer will not have an answer to this question. So if you're, say, trying to solve for getting a data drop at certain spots or getting power run for your octagon LEDs, getting, uh, getting certain elements of front of house wired incorrectly, If it's if it's a if it's related to fiber or anything related to connecting to the broadcast truck, that's when you might have to consult someone from Concom, uh, maybe uh, John Mendrick or uh, or maybe a local. But understanding that there are elements that are completely invisible to the people who work in the broadcast side of things. I find to be immensely valuable. I find it. I find it very helpful to remember that where we fit in the organization is is that we are kind of sitting on the crack between the in person team, whose job is to just make sure that everybody who bought tickets is getting exactly what they are expecting or better, um, and with the front of house team that is interfacing with the broadcast, but ultimately. If if they get out of sequence, it's the broadcast that has to figure it out because they can't they can't like stop start change adjust anywhere near as quickly as the broadcast can. The broadcast can like cut away to a different camera if there's an issue or cut you know cut to a a package if they need to fill for time. The arena needs to be able to like the show must go on no matter what. And like when you've got an audience full of people uh, or a arena full of pe- people, you are really not in a position to 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 break the flow anywhere near as easily. And as part of that flow, it's helpful. And more importantly, during setup and teardown, it's good to know who knows where stuff is going. If you're shipping things that are traveling with our show elements, meaning like the stuff that gets attached to the truss or gets attached to the octagon, you need to know which team is involved with that and the concom folks the broadcast folks are not going to know the those answers it is going to be from if it's an octagon related question you're going to ask 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 the octagon gentleman be it akko or alex or paul or whoever's there um and if it's if it's something related to th- something that you're hanging in the truss or something that you're uh, you're connecting directly to like with Skynet, we had to control control racks that every week we needed to find where we were going to be and tell Jason Reppenhagen because he is the person interfacing with the venue uh, where, where we were so that he could make sure that a, a house network got dropped at that position and that our, and confirm that our power, which came from uh, our friend, our pal Cody uh, who's running all the the power distribution for all the lights and various elements, including a lot of things that are broadcast connected. but ultimately like Cody doesn't Cody doesn't necessarily like get word from the broadcast that he did things correctly. He's interfacing with people who are in the arena. The broadcast when I when we just used to, used to only do, Graphics, we might not have ever set foot in the arena. It was a separated out element. We were just making a TV broadcast. We're still, that is still the product that a pay-per-view is built around. It is still a big chunk of that cash, but the LEDs, front of house, those those are show elements that just so happen to be put on the broadcast um why does that matter because at at some point you will hear about something that is in in one land or the other critical like a, a critical issue a critical critical function problem blah 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 and it's best to hold in your head which elements belong to whom and um, you're if you're hearing from the broadcast people that there's an issue it probably means uh that something on camera isn't looking right or uh or what have you whereas if it's the show like it's probably something you can spot with your eyes the broadcast might be something that is is happening that you're completely unaware of and that you're not properly tuned into or yeah, you don't find out about it's I don't know. I don't know. This is all rough draft. My point is that there is a lot of centrally like overlapping but ultimately not fully unified systems taking place within the machine that is a UFC fight night, a UFC pay-per-view and some of the elements that dictate your your time in the broadcast chair, in the, in the graphics position, in the, excuse me, in the broadcast world. So let's say like there's a difference between, yeah, like uh, uh, ESPN and ESPN plus, here's a, here's a prime example. That is an element that you should really care about if you are sitting in the graphics chair, because if you are on ESPN, there is a perpetual crawl on ESPN and ESPN two. That means that every graphic that goes on screen has to be lifted so as to not be bumping into the ESPN crawl. That's the, the crawl is where it's like, Oh, you want to see college basketball scores followed by MLS scores followed by blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's just always there. doesn't matter what's actually being broadcast. Um, so, but, but when you're on ESPN Plus, you don't have to lift because that's that is separated out and is not in those elements. The show doesn't care about that whatsoever. There's no difference to the people in the arena from ESPN and ESPN Plus. There are differences in a pay per view and a fight night, but they are different differences <laughs> than uh, between the broadcast and the show. The show elements tend to be different in that there are oftentimes on a power uh, a pay-per-view there are potentially more main co-main more elevated walkouts generally a pay-per-view is going to get gold uh gold rounds instead of red rounds um it's 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 things like that like assets might be different for a pay-per-view than Assets for LEDs, I should say, uh, might be different for a pay-per-view than a uh, than a fight night. The broadcast. So if you're in the graphics chair, um, those there those elements like the the gold rounds is just something that the graphics bug uh, it 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 already it just the CG knows from the API whether it's a pay-per-view or a Um, or a fight night whether it's a five round or a three round you need to be able to confirm that those things are working correctly but ultimately like those are elements that you have to be less conscious of because they should just happen and if they're not happening you can reach out to somebody but it's less on you less specific to you that those those elements are not necessarily primarily your responsibility but a pay-per-view is going to have probably a lot more sponsorships. It's probably gonna have a lot more milestones. It's probably going to have um, a, uh, a Modelo moment, which is like a pay-per-view only sponsorship element that um, that involves the countdown clock with a specific sponsorship logo. And um, the, yeah, all these things are things that, if you're sitting at the floor ops position, you have no idea those things are happening. It's not in your headset. It's not in, your, in front of you. You don't even get a, a broadcast feed in the floor ops position because your job is completely tied to the in arena happenings. Now, granted, you, you like if, if you fuck up, it's going to fuck up the broadcast. But that is secondary. Your job is to make sure that the show goes on from your seat. And that's that. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's probably too much. It's, it is. It was way too much articulation of basically one point, which is that there is a broadcast and there is independent of that, semi-independent of that broadcast, a show, a live event happening in front of people. And depending on whether you're in the LED position or the Skynet position or the front of house uh, the floor ops position or the the graphics position—it's going to determine which parts of that really matter most to you, um, and that's why it's good to understand that there are some some vague differences between the two. Okay, so I just rambled on for a while on what I call the show, and so now i'm going to try and police myself a little bit better time wise focus wise and i'm going to talk about the other half of that equation the broadcast the the element that i was kind of i I poked at plenty but now i'm going to focus on the broadcast and what that means uh for for us not not for anybody else really but yeah for for the prussic positions okay um so first off, the only seat that actually sits in broadcast land, and I say broadcast land because it's different where we go. If we're in the apex, we're, we're in the BOC, um, Broadcast Operations Center is I think what it's called. I, I have BOC written down and in my head it's that. But it's just, you know, it is. there's a control room in the apex, a single room. Control room A or one or I, you know, it's it's the it's the first one you encounter as you walk down the hallway, um, and it has uh, three benches, uh, by which I mean like three three rows of long desks that people are are have stations at stations, including both a big old array of monitors that varies based on the position as well as a comms uh, setup that is. Uh, has has the particular uh, comms panel necessities of that position. And the bug operator is the only person on the Prusik team who sits in that control room. So in the Apex, it is the single control room with uh, then there being offshoot rooms for video shading or instant replay or the Spanish... Uh, broadcast uh control room or the desk show there's all these there's all these elements these kind of offshoots that have their there's pieces that connect to the the broadcast that we participate in um but uh when we're not at the apex the broadcast is done via not one but two broadcast trucks and the bug uh the graphics operator is in the uh, the B unit, which consists of the kind of a, a hodgepodge. Um, n- you sit right next to the graphics folks, uh, who are also or in the bench above you at the apex, um, and then you you have just in your headset the producer, director, um, anybody else that you're interfacing with is most likely in the A unit. So the only way to hear them is to have your headset on because they are, they literally might not see you for the whole event. Um, okay. And then, and then occasionally on internationals, you don't even have a truck and they just uh, wire up the venue. Um, some corner they'll kind of like block off and, uh, and turn into the, uh they may, honestly. So I'm pretty sure the last time I was in Brazil, they had one truck. But because they only had the one, anybody who would have otherwise been in the B unit was set up essentially in like cubicles, in like a temporary, uh, just like an empty space in the uh, in the venue that they could allocate to uh, to just folding tables with monitors and like loose uh, comms panels or. Sometimes, uh, completely di- like completely different style of comms panels because internationals tend to you know it's it's a different set of hardware uh, when you're over there. Um, but all that to say that your broadcast land changes from place to place. Um, but the graphics position is always tied directly to the broadcast. It's the only element that we touch that, in and of itself only exists on the broadcast. Everything else like if the if the clock is not set up correctly, it impacts things in the arena as well as the broadcast. But if the bug is not set up correctly, it is almost it is a bad thing. You need the bug needs to work. It is the most critical um visible element that we touch. It is by far the most visible. Um, and so the the important things about it are despite the fact that it is just on the broadcast it is um it is fed not only to the espn english audience it is also downstream or it is upstream and feeds downstream to a spanish and portuguese version of the bug as well as what's called the front of house bug which is actually mentioning the front of house bug proves that i was incorrect before when i said that there's no element that uh the clock that the bug touches of the um of the show the uh, in in arena show um because the the during fights live feed of the uh of the fight on the jumbotrons receives a version of the bug that doesn't show when the broadcast bug fires sponsorships or stats it keeps it to just the trunks and the clock it just stays that way um and so you set up a downstream bug that, that then the front of house producer can overlay independent of the broadcast bug um and not worry about like some i don't know corona deal that wasn't that violates the, the in arena sponsorship stuff. Um, so let's see, I have been talking for five minutes, six minutes. Um, and I have yet to actually explain what the role itself involves at all. Uh, so if that tells you anything, it should tell you that the placement in the hierarchy of, all of this stuff is about as important to the role of bug operator as anything because it is very visible. It is very forgettable until it's important. Um, what I mean by that is that <sighs> there are producers who are going to check the day before the show that you have correctly Input all the elements. That is their, that is in their mind, they are doing that. They are checking every element. But I wouldn't say that producers for sure pay attention to what elements we. I think a lot of the time there are elements that we build that if we don't get them checked by a producer, they will not be checked until they are on the broadcast. Um, and I say that. Not to say that they're like. <sighs> it is. It is essential to the position that you understand how easy it is to ignore the bug, and that's true, in setup and during actual showtime. Um, it for us is like it is five minutes where yours is pretty much the only thing going out live on a broadcast. And like that broadcast could be viewed by, by a lot of people. Um, there, there are elements to the broadcast that when you are the focus of it, it is like grabbing onto a live wire a little bit in that it is stressful and it kind of takes your full attention and it, It makes things that felt really easy in setup or felt like you had dialed in. Um, As far as like operations of the software, making sure you're like progressing correctly through the steps of the fight itself, meaning like start of round one, start of round two, start of round three. What like, where are you? What are you doing at each of those points and then during the fights? what are you what are you checking and maintaining like all that stuff is simple it's very simple it's just like it's a small small list of actual requirements the challenge of the role is not how difficult the actual technical operation is the challenge of the role is juggling the attention between these various Broadcast side decision makers, um, while operating this, like, should just be perfect, should be something that people just don't have to think about, um, element, because when they have to think about it, it means something's actively wrong. And, like, TV broadcast people feel it for every frame of something being, like, incorrect live on air. That is. That is a a core tenet of the job is this like awareness that eyeballs are just getting it pretty much as soon as you're putting it out there and you have to be, not only do you have to be aware of when something's fucked up, you also have to do what you can to minimize how obvious it is, if that makes sense. Like let's take a scenario, you fire the bug and it has just straight up, the wrong names like you have you have clicked on the wrong fight and the first round starts up and you just have uh fights like some that you accidentally clicked on two fights ahead and it it went out like let's let's just that's a series of mistakes that you know it would be very nice to never have happened but let's say it happened you you put out the the wrong names what you don't want to do in that scenario. What, what, well, let's start with this. What would feel right to do in that moment when you realize like, oh shit, I totally blanked. I like, I clicked on the wrong thing and I didn't check the names beforehand. And I just thought I was like in it's, it was like fight number seven of 14. And you've just been doing this kind of monotonous step of like clicking to the next, clicking to the next fight. And you just clicked on the wrong one. Like you misread, like you, you got out of sync with your list of like what fight you were on, or just, you just didn't notice, like it's, it's something that can happen. Um, but once you've put it out on air, there's a like up, up into that moment. Like if you, if you're not live on broadcast literally seconds before you go on air if you notice that the names are wrong there is no part of me that would encourage you to like be smooth or agile or quick just like or smooth or agile or or rash uh no what's the words where are we at we're at 12 minutes okay Let's just, let's just hold this here for a while while I think. Okay. Circling back. If you discover the mistake of not having the right fight locked and loaded, the obvious thing for any moment where you are not live on broadcast is to react as quickly as possible. And I mean, you click over to the hamburger menu, you 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 like visually, you find which fight, you, you focus on a name from the fight that is about to happen. You find it whether it's on your sheet that you've been like, your your fight card that you've marked up with your stuff and you're marking out fights as they go. Or just like literally scanning for, if you're, you know, look for anywhere. There's graphics all over that have the current fight, but just as triple confirm the fight that is happening. Find that name, click on it, find confirm, double check that the names changed on the, uh, the two like change not only when you double clicked but but that in the top right corner you can see the correct names and that you are at that point ready to fire it as planned that is the solution for any moment when like you do not have to the producer doesn't need to know that anything's going on until there's like a more than a couple seconds worth of no clock on air that you can guarantee you're going to be able to go out correctly afterwards um so like you don't need to get on in that scenario if you've not fired the clock you don't yet have to even tell anybody that there's an issue you just fucking solve it as quickly as possible and that's that's pretty obvious i established that to underline that once the clock is on air, there has to be a different thought process because it's no longer as expedient and beneficial to like, it's no longer as beneficial to be expedient is what I'm trying to say. There's there's a a drop in the value of like, let's fix it as quickly as possible because now that it's on air, it would be simpler to to not under like people people may or may not notice the names being wrong in that like first second it's it's a decent amount of people will but like when you're thinking in the numbers of people that are watching a television broadcast if the na- if the wrong names go out it's bad and a lot of people are going to notice it can be solved without drawing any attention to it Oh, that was a bad sound. I wonder if my air conditioner just ate something. Um, speaking of drawing attention to it, um, it, the if the clock is wrong, to to correct something on your end without interfacing with the TD or the producer at that point would be a mistake. Um, if you fire the clock and then immediately notice it and black the clock that's tough. It's a it's a tough look. Mostly because like you can you can more comfortably have the TD just take you out than to the immediate instinct is going to be to either just like hit out, like take the clock away with the with the animation um which would essentially be a highlight to the fact that there's something wrong because that that sound, that movement for, for the TV audience is entirely a end of fight sound. Whereas if you can't hit black, but that's gonna be a hard cut, which again is just like not as not as useful. Whereas if you start to at that point, instead of thinking about it as being your problem to solve by yourself, think of it as a problem that you have with the producer and the TD. Um, because the TD can most if efficiently at that point take you out in a way that is more understated or hidden than what your machine is capable of doing by itself. So you've got the options of animate off, which registers like um, it highlights the mistake on some level, or you've got a hard cut out, which maybe is is more expedient and like would lessen the amount of people who saw it is still a very aggressive way to hit that when if you interface with the TD, I mean, worst case scenario, the TD is going to be able to do a fucking fade so that it can be a little bit less harsh and not maybe draw quite as much attention. So like there's, there's the like 10% improvement or over just solving it entirely by yourself but the t d. could also run a run a run a big lower third or something where like it feels more natural that the clock goes out. even fewer people notice that the clock was taken out for any reason other than, oh, we're gonna run this like big uh add lower third at the top of the round or or whatever and what we'll, just like there's there's things that the t. d. could do to make it as subtle as possible. Uh, and then, and then you just have to make sure the producer knows how quickly you'll be able to get the right clock in, because they want to. Uh, if it's going to be, if the issue with the clock, if the thing that's wrong, um, is is more than the simple of like you've got to click on a new name. If it's something like the rounds got to change or colors got to change, and you got to make sure that they're they're good, you may very well need to tell the TD and the producer that the. Um, well, if if you want to confirm that your clock is good before you put it out, you want the TD to have you out first, uh, or like meaning the TD not have you tallied. Like so, you need to tell them not to have you live to air. Um, <clears throat> and then, and then you have to uh, you have to run out your clock and make like visually confirm that everything is now correct. At that point, the producer. Uh, you can either tell the producer and the TD that you're good, and the producer may say, and and you can ask the producer if you want them if you want to animate it. But like honestly, if it's been a minute, I'd imagine they just, especially if they already animated it on to again to animate on it a second time would highlight a mistake. Whereas if it was just not there and then fades on again, less likely to draw attention. And now, you know, having run it out before it's faded on and visually confirming that you've got the names, colors, everything correct. Then you can put it out. And from that point, like as long as you've got the, the clock, uh, official clock connected and that it, like it's staying in sync at that point, you have righted the ship, right? Like that's, but what I've just described to you takes place in the matter of maybe five seconds. And it took me uh, 10 minutes to articulate uh, in, in as, as uh, efficiently, uh, not efficiently, but uh, in terms of, of what all you need to consider in that five seconds, uh, which is a pretty tough progression. Um, so that's that's why that's why I'm doing this. I'm trying to like I'm trying to piece together how to make this whole role make more sense. So uh, I'm actually, it's at break time. I need to drink some water to keep talking, but uh, I'm currently at 21 minutes. Um, look at us go. And one of these days I will explain what your actual
1: like job is.
0: interesting. It takes it away when I fire up. So let's do this. And now I'm in. Oh, I'm still 20 seconds behind. Because time shift is magical. Okay. Here we are. Now we're live. I had a feeling Yeah. Huh? Okay. Let's talk about the people. Let's see. Are we going. Timer started. By the way, we're at twenty-one minutes. Hydrated, and let's talk. the people uh, portion of the role of bug operator by which i mean the people that you're interfacing with during during the actual event or in the lead up to it um, are differently scattered based on those places like as that's why i was kind of hitting hitting on it that like the truck going to feel different than the apex going to feel different than an international. Um, But ultimately those variations are how you can kind of learn to focus yourself on the important bits of the role, because it's, it's really, it is hard to articulate exactly who to listen to when um, during a fight, but it is unfortunately a critical part of the role is the listening to in many cases, like multiple voices over top of each other, um, who you have to kind of decipher. The good news is that like, I would say 70 to 90% of everything that they say is not related to you. Um, at least not direct. I would 70 to 90% is not directly impacting your portion of the festivities. Honestly, probably more like, 99% 99% of what they say isn't directly impacting the bug or any of the, or the countdown clock or uh, full screens or um, the POC, uh, POC sheet. Like most of the stuff that happens between the producer and the director, um, who are the two primary people you're listening to, um, most of that stuff is just not directly related to you. A lot of it, though, is related to the show or related to the broadcast and related to, um, the, uh, the flow of everything of which you are ultimately a steady part of. So you, you know, it's helpful to be conscious of what they're talking about and where they're at in the, in the, in the world. And to do that effectively, you do have to understand not only like literally the voices of who you're listening to, but like what their, what their deals are. Um, so, the easiest way I think to break this down would be to describe the setup in Apex because there there are variations, like I said, um, but the Apex setup is where all basically all the on-site people who you directly communicate with um, almost all of them are in the room with you at Apex, and so just as a and it's also most likely where you start uh it's likely going to be the first place you d- run the run the bug is at an apex event just more than likely uh at least for uh, like a whole fight or whatever um so let's talk about the apex uh control room there are three benches um and let's start with the the front bench the bench closest in in the room or er, Let's say yeah. The closest to the monitor wall that takes up the far side of the control room is the front bench. The reason that the people who are up there is because they're the people with who need the most insane amount of monitors to keep them their lives functional. Um, they need a whole lot of multi views, um, and it's if you look up there and try to like study it at all. You'll you'll notice that even though it's a lot of in, in for the most part it's camera views for the director and the the TD has camera views but also outputs from a lot of replay outputs and the the graphics uh, canvas output for the um, uh, when I say graphics I'm referring not to our position but to the viz operators uh, the the full fledged um, graphics producer. And, or uh, graphics coordinator and operator who are on the middle bench. Um, but I I digress. Um, oh, I before I go any further, let me just say, if you're listening to this and you have had any kind of television broadcast truck experience, I really don't think I'm going to be all that informative to to like for now, for now, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and mark when I start talking about more of the, uh, UFC specific stuff. This is really the overview. Um, so if, if you just understand what a producer and a director do, you can, you can hit that skip button for a little bit and I'll try to try to demarcate when, when to come back in. Um, so, uh, front bench of the the apex is where from left to right you have the ad assistant director role whose whose job is primarily timing um most often that is april sometimes it is somebody else um but they are at that the leftmost position um when looking at the uh at the yeah they're in the leftmost position of the front bench and uh, their job is to monitor the actual timing of individual elements. You'll hear them counting a lot. You'll hear them like shout out when there's a break coming and various things. But their job is very much like they've got timers. You'll see timers up in the... Uh, In the multi views, those are timers that they control because those are timing out like how much time to the next element or to the end of the broadcast or various things that are like critical in that moment. And they're interfacing regularly with both the director and the producer um, as the show goes on, because ultimately the show is a live event with uh, unpredictable elements. And so timing is critical. So uh so much so that there's a secondary AD that's literally the timing AD who sits next to you in the Apex uh that's most often Jackie or uh uh Leilon, I think is probably the second most likely person to be in that seat um but essentially they're they're in interfacing with the international uh folks and and literally shouting out how much time is left in elements um and calculating how much time is left uh between breaks and and what have you. They're the they've got the spreadsheet open and are, are figuring that out in real time and visualizing it for the producer. So back to the first bench. A D keeping track of time. Next to the A D, for obvious reasons at, based on how important timing is, is the producer. That's the that's the person who's like working who's basically in charge of we'll get to that in a second, but there is the producer next to the producer is the director. And then uh, who is, who use voice you're going to hear probably more than anybody else's. And then next to the director is the technical director, the TD, they sit pretty much in the corner there at apex and um, you won't hear their voice anywhere near as much as the other three people on that front bench. But that is because they are listening the entire time. They have a ton of people in their ear and as, And if you take a look at where they sit, they also have just a, it's literally, it's, it's the, it's the switcher. It is, it is the massive buttons that, uh, that makes the entire show progress, um, because they are literally manning switches and buttons that, uh, that make, make each of the elements move properly through their order and, uh, and, and make the broadcast happen like which camera which graphic package which look where something's going to visually appear in space is all the technical director and and everything that's coming from various audio sources while audio is mostly managed by an audio separated out uh audio like someone is mix mixing the master of the show but there are still elements that uh, that the, the the technical director is 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 called a vision mixer in the UK, which I think is a helpful way of describing it. Like they are literally mixing the visual elements and then also ultimately have the kill switch on on the, the audio if need to, but mostly the audio is mixed separately. Um, but technical director sits next to the director because the director, while they are communicating with a lot of people are above anything else communicating to the technical director even if what they're saying is on an open channel and you hear it and other people hear it and it has value like when you hear the director say things like ready x take x that is x refers to one of the replay machines same with gold same with elvis same with uh, like replay machines all, all have names because the director needs to verbally refer to them specifically and when they are referring to them they are both telling the technical director get press the buttons that make that replay machine go live on the broadcast they're also telling the operator in another room who's got the director in their ear that they are their machine which they are in control of the playback of is is about to go live. So they are, they're rolling. Most likely they're like, they're hitting play before they're taken live. So it's, it's like that. Or they are, if it's a waiting for a specific like instant replay element, then they're, they are holding and they're waiting to see themselves on broadcast. And then they are starting their, their play. So they are made aware that they're about to be taken live by the director calling for ready X, take X. But ultimately, the person the director is speaking to in that moment is the technical director. They are almost always, when calling the show, ready R, take R, uh, roll gold, take gold, uh, ready camera three, take camera three. They are talking to some combination of people at every moment in that process. Um, The TD is the person they're almost always CCing on any comment because the TD is enacting... What the director is calling for, they are—they are a dynamic duo. Um, so, to uh, to articulate, so you won't be hearing from the TD. But you will be—you will need to listen to the director, the whole show, even it, throughout the whole broadcast. Even though a lot of it is not for you. Um, by by that I mean, you know, you're not—you're not, you're not going to have to know or repeat back anything that the director says at any given moment, because it will be pretty obvious when it's your time to interface with them. It's during the fights when the bug is out, because the bug only goes out during fights there. The rest of the time when they're in between elements and whatnot, you're not re you don't really have to be hundred percent plugged into what's happening, which is nice. But it is also like it's a trap like there's there's a lot of random crap that happens and it's good to sort of have in the back of your head um you know an ear out for like the little things that could impact you or or will impact you because of because if you can hear them when they're said the first time you don't get caught up when for some reason the director or producer thought that in calling for this thing that you would also understand what it meant. Um, and for a while, like that is, that is just going to maybe happen a little bit. You're just going to catch things that you didn't realize you were being CC'd on for that one random comment, but not the 10 comments before the 10 comments after like that, that logic is, is a little impermeable at times, but I find it helpful when thinking about like, who these people are and what their what their roles are and how it which ultimately helps you figure out like what they're up to when they're not talking to you and and how to tell like basically if you can figure out kind of like who the producer is talking to at a given point you can kind of calculate whether you're involved right So, if you hear them talking to Replay, you can just kind of tune that out. That is not related to you. If you hear them talking to graphics, like to Lance or to the the graphics coordinator, um, that most likely isn't involving you. But it it could potentially impact, like, if they're building a graphic about, let's say, uh, this impactful head strike number or whatever, that would be something that you benefit from hearing because you can if it's in the middle of a fight you can go oh you want head strikes i've got head strikes for you but most of the time that's not going to be the case they're going to be talking about something that's specific to like after the fight or on to a completely different part of the show like they need to update a full screen because they have so and so dropped out of blah 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 and there's a the pay-per-view is going to be edited because there's an announcement we have to make but, you know like things that are outside of the fight itself which again means that you don't really have to pay that much attention to it um but like you need to be able to kind of tell who they're talking to and what they're talking about enough to be able to tune it out in the first place, because without it, it's just like you start to just go ear blind, um, which I guess is called deaf, but like, you know, we call it nose blind when it's like stuff you're technically still smelling, but you've, you've like kind of gone neutral on it. I feel like the same thing with people's voices sometimes where the drone of it can, can make it harder to tune in. Um, So I find it helpful to just, be an active listener as much as possible in the bug position. And that's, it's an unfortunately very large piece. So what are the producer and director doing with all of those many, many hours that they are just fucking talking the whole time? Let's talk about it. The producer The producer is the producer and director are essentially in a, a, I already mentioned the director and TD kind of having a symbiotic relationship. The producer and the director are in a different style of relationship where they both are essentially managing what is ultimately the broadcast, but in very different ways because the producer's focus is on the product of the broadcast. Like what, what does it accomplish? Has it, Shown all of the elements it needs to show to make it both an entertaining and financially successful piece of live broadcast media, um, because there's a lot of things to juggle. Like you, yes, you have fights, but you also have promotions for future fights and promotion both future fights in that evening and future fights in future nights, <laughs> and in more. Honestly, most importantly, you've got sponsorships. The producer's head is firmly in the sponsorship camp all the time. They are the person who's thinking about making sure we all get paid. On some level, that is, you know, that's kind of the deal. So they they're aware of. They have a they have a sheet that tells them every single element that is sponsored that needs to work its way. We have to do four Corona. Banner flies during tail of the tape and we've got to add this element to this graphic for for this many things because we've contracted for blah 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 and like this is money that's been paid that they have to make sure is made good on so they're that is a huge chunk of their focus is sponsorships but they're also trying to make a good show because ultimately the sponsors paid for their stuff to their brands to be put on something people are excited to watch. So they also are focused on elements like working with replay to get the like a highlight package cut together. Um both both because they want to make it exciting, but also because they are the keeper of the visual, like the product of the show is an audio visual live live broadcast that conforms to exactly like the producer keeps in mind what the uh, what is quality and what is like the UFC brand in every element. So they're, you know, like if, if there's, if there's something that makes it not match up with the visual aesthetic of the show or doesn't, doesn't match the quality or whatever the element is, they they're conscious of that because the product is what matters to them, they feel it when there's like b- dead air or something wrong, like and ultimately they're the person who jumps up and goes like Who's, who's fixing what and like how like how long before we're back to a hundred percent? Like they are they are in charge in in the in the realist of senses of the broadcast um, because the they are in charge of the product. The director is in charge in of the process so the producers focused on the big picture and the like elements that are coming up and how to make sure that they all fit together well the director is manning what is still a very sizable operation just to take us from one element to the next so like they are hearing from the producer that they're going here 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 and here like the next five things that are coming up and their job is to call out every single piece that needs to be put together at what time, which is a big job. because sometimes you've got audio coming from one place and video coming from several places that you're overlaying and something. And you're, you got to make sure that people are animating in properly and that the next graphic is, is, uh, running and that you're you're getting the good timing of the camera movement with the the tail of the tape logo and there's there's a lot of pieces that go into it more than just a camera and a microphone there is more often many many layers of stuff plastered on top of of the camera image if there even is a camera image at a given moment and they're also aware of all of the playback and instant replay and these elements that um that are that are coming from a source that in the apex is like literally a room down the hall of a bunch of people with instant replay machines. Um, So he's got to talk to them as much as he's talking to the TD, as much as he's talking to the camera operators, as much as he's talking to the font coordinators and the, the graphics operator and ultimately to you, because the process is making sure these elements are happening smoothly and correctly and in, in sync with one another. He's sort of the keeper of that process. Um, And so when when the bug is going out the director is the person who's calling for <laughs> the director is the person who's ultimately in in the given moment first and foremost aware of of you popping out if they if if you're right if you're wrong like their eyeballs are the ones that are checking cuz the producer might be eyeballing like the spreadsheet for the next however many elements and whatever so if you fire the bug and the producer's like not saying anything but the director's going like
1: whoa 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 we got a puck
0: we got a puck like that's him talking to you because in his mind he's going to put a graphic in the space where your bug currently is and that is the like the process being disrupted that's the process not fitting together quite as well as it could um and so when i say the director's in charge of the process that's him being in charge of this frame of video and the the Coming frames of video need to have these elements in this order and like he is managing all of the different people who are pressing buttons and moving cameras and zooming and focusing and shading and uh making sure that the the elements are done correctly in real time like he's he's confirming it and then on a grander scale the producer is going around being like hey we made we made all of our uh we did our, our five Modellos, so we're paid on that. And, and, oh, we've we've got 15 minutes because this fight only went for 10 seconds or whatever. So let's make sure we, we had a package that we didn't use in the prelims. Let's roll that back. And actually, let's go to a desk segment. I'm going to talk to the commentators that are at the desk, and I'm going to tell them each, like, kind of the, the beats of what they're going to hit. And, like, there's, there's so many plates to spin that there's somebody whose job is literally just making sure all the future plates are spinning and if there's plates that have been spun but ignored they get incorporated or forgotten about and and then the director's much more focused on frame by frame ensuring that the that the elements being called for are done so to to the standard that the producer is setting to the the expectations that the producer is setting but like the director is really like verbally communicating every step as needed um to make sure that they're happening in the right order and the right sequence um so product process producer director that is the front bench and those, again, are the people who are in the room with you at the Apex, are in a different truck or a different place in uh, all travel events, but uh, are the voices that you'll want to listen to the most. <clears throat> so going to the second bench, you've got uh, three people typically, um, though there's more space for more people and sometimes people who are working on the desk show. Um, so not technically part of the broadcast, but part of the after show uh, that that follows the broadcast um and it becomes a broadcast but is is like not technically happening at the same time as your show they're preparing elements for a future show um so they might have some desk show people sitting in that row but definitely you'll have um a supervising producer in the far left spot that is really the the like boss in the room um, though, though the, you're not going to hear their voice quite as much as you are producer and director, you want to have them keyed and and hear when they um, when they call out to you at the very least because they will they will sometimes ask for things from you um, depending on how busy other stuff is because they might just not have time to think about stats and the bug at all. But if when fights are happening, there's actually very little else happening. And so sometimes they uh, they get really excited about a particular fight and they want to feed the commentators or feed the post-show or feed somebody an interesting bit of data. And they will ask you about it first because you are the keeper of the stats. And so if it's something live, like how many... Is, is that a new best for them in Significant Strikes is a question you can answer in the CG. There's an average best stat category and you can preview it and see actually as soon as you click on it it changes the stats to show average best for every for both fighters and uh so you can answer that question using the cg if it's something more complicated that's when you talk to uh michael carroll or whoever is the stats producer an off-site position that i have yet to cover uh so um the supervising producer will will be again supervising like they're they're even further removed from the play-by-play than the uh, than the producer, which is important because they, it means that they can focus on like bigger seismic shifts. Like, let's say beginning of the night, all of a sudden you hear, "Oh, there's like there's a a fight a fight was lost in the main card," which means okay, there's going to be a bunch of shit that changes. The producer in the front bench is focused on like make getting the actual elements down. But the, the supervising producer is the one who's actually going, okay, here's how we're going to change the show. So that from their lips, feed out the, uh, the new information. They will like work with uh, the, the timing AD to make sure they can figure out how to fill the hole. If they just fully lose a fight, um, or if there's some other kind of shuffling that also needs to happen in terms of like, oh, well, we made this package, but it wouldn't make sense to play it here because we're going to move that fight over there. Blah, 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 blah. They, will, they are keepers of the format, the big printed out spreadsheet that you should definitely have with you and to look over even though you are represented in only a very small portion of it, but we'll go into that later. Of the hundreds of elements printed out in this multicolored uh, format, the, the supervising producer is the one who's actually um, most likely to be shifting pieces around uh, on a on a macro level. Um, and then on a more minor level is like, let's say you're, you know, you're moving through elements and like a fight goes the full distance, which means 15 minutes instead of maybe you had time if there was if it was going to end in the first or second round, you would have had plenty of time to play all these little 30 seconds or five minutes or whatever the size of it is package that's just like promotional or some kind of uh like color on the the new, the next exciting fight of the night or in the next pay-per-view, whatever the case may be. If the fight goes the full distance, all of a sudden you don't have time for those elements. You need to move them somewhere or else to say, uh 714 through 723 are dead that is how the producer communicates that those things are just simply not going to happen um you don't necessarily ever get impacted by those things being dead except for a it shrinks the time between fights so you might not have time to go to the bathroom or or just set up whatever you need to set up you just be ready sooner because there's a less time between elements all of a sudden Um, you also might have a countdown clock or some other like in between round element called out in the format that may or may not happen based on things that like just, it's just good to know that you have a number associated with the thing that you are doing. That may be the only way the producer actually communicates to you that something isn't happening. Um, By which I mean, it's usually the front bench producer but sometimes the supervising producer—it's—it's it's a wibbly wobbly system, my friend, and it's just not ever going to be a hundred percent all the time clear. It really depends on the the day and the people in the chairs, but those people change and have changed. So you know, it's hard to it's hard to really drill down on exactly the breakdown of of who does what. Important thing to know is that mostly they just want to make sure that your sponsored clocks go out when they're supposed to and as long as that happens and it's the right logo and they're they're like seeing the things that keep us all paid getting taken care of they're fine if you don't blow them away with your like deep knowledge of stats you should try you should pay attention and make sure that you're like picking out picking up on things that they're getting excited about as well as things that you're noticing about the stats Um, because the stats producer may or may not he they're not hearing what they're paying attention to and while the stats producer might have a better idea of what's a good stat they aren't as uh, they aren't as receptive to the the other elements of getting a stat on screen, which is that the producer has to like it. Um, And so when you're listening to all the stuff that doesn't technically concern you, if you're listening to the producer, talk to replay about, did you get that right hook? Did you get these things? If they're talking about striking elements, you can sell significant strikes. If they're talking about like, get that move in the grapple or whatever, like the, then, then sell ground control time or sell, um sell like clinch strikes or something that is focused on um what they're what elements they're paying attention to because independent of what the uh, the stats producer is is noticing and finds interesting and maybe it's maybe and more likely it's it's it is as a stats producer is want to do more likely they will have something very very niche to to sell that is good and interesting and like novel probably in a way that significant strikes probably isn't but the reason we call it selling a stat is because you have to like literally cut through the um the the din of other people's voices in the producer's ear to get them to say yes you should you should put that stat out of the bug and if you're not like keyed into where their heads at where like, obviously if, if Michael is telling you to fire a a niche stat while the producer is having like some kind of other distinctly not related to that given moment conversation, like selling is going to be hard. So you have to, you have to be prepared to like push it more than if they're just sitting there, like if they're asking for a stat or whatever, like you might just be like, Hey, like oh yeah i can do six strikes for you i can do i can do clinch clinch ground control percentage um that's a made up that's a made up stat. but uh yeah just uh you gotta be tuned into what they're paying attention to both to know when your window within a couple seconds of like their ear is shifting from one thing to the next thing to the next thing you've got to find the pocket where you can jump in and be like hey producer's name hey lappy hey marin hey Richie. rest in peace um i've got a stat <sighs> quickly concisely say what it is and why it's interesting so i've got low kicks red corner fighter is demolishing it's like 48 to 6 or whatever which like they don't usually want to go with like a uh, they won't do both fighters in that case but they might like if if you can highlight that they've had f- 50 round 3 leg kicks which would mean terrible things but um but yeah it, it, like if there's a outstanding number it just speaks for itself you just got to say leg kicks are at 46 do you want it leg kicks leg kicks are getting really high for red corner you know throw it throw it out there as as if it is just like a replay element or or a, anything else where like it's it's something that will make the broadcast more interesting cuz ultimately at that at that juncture that's the only thing you can offer you can't you can't really i mean you can give the commentator something to talk about but they often won't talk about it cuz the producer may not tell them that it's going out and they don't have enough time to react to it while they're also watching and finishing what they were thinking about prior. Uh, (sighs) um, So just, yeah, tune in to the producer and the director for whom the, the big elements are about that product and process.